Welcome to Mavsplained, where we break down a question, event, trend, or piece of news every single day. My name is Bobby Corolla. I'm from Mavs Digital, and today I'm joined by Mavs.com's own and Locked On Mavs' own, but most importantly, North Carolina Tar Heel Nation's own, Isaac Harris. What's up, Isaac? What's up, Bobby? I only want to talk about the good moments for North Carolina, not not really the Jenkins shot, though. Unfortunately, uh, in order to we'll, – we'll get to the good. Okay? okay, we'll get to the good moments, but unfortunately we're going to have to start with a bad moment. Uh, it was a bad moment for Carolina, but this is one of the most famous moments, really, shots in NCAA basketball history. The Mavericks roster, as currently constructed, has a lot of players that are from blue blood – college programs gone are the days uh, there there's still a lot of international players on this team but uh there are a lot of guys that went to big time big time college programs tim hardaway jr went to michigan they went to a national championship game dorian finney smith went to florida a team that every single season seems like ends up in the elite eight the final four and then you get to two of the biggest programs of really the last like 10 or 15 years in basketball, UNC and Villanova. And of course I'm talking about Justin Jackson and Jalen Brunson. And those two programs collided in the 2016 national championship game after uh, North Carolina kind of went on a pretty dominant run to the uh, final four and then into the national championship game. And Villanova fresh off just a brutal beatdown of Buddy Heald's Oklahoma Sooners in the final four found themselves in the national championship game, and they played an instant classic. This game was about as down to the wire as you can possibly get. It was tied 74-74 with just a few seconds left, and then Chris Jenkins found himself in a position to uh, hit an all-time shot, and he did. He drained a three, a deep three at the buzzer, and Jalen Brunson's Villanova Wildcats overcame, pulled off an upset, you could even say, over Justin Jackson's North Carolina Tar Heels. Isaac, what was it like for you to watch that game? I'm not trying to rub it in or anything, but like genuinely, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big college basketball guy. You know, I I watch it in in the context of NBA, like looking for prospects or whatever. Um, What was that game like for you as a, as a North Carolina fan? What was it like just going through that entire thing of like, it really sucks to lose, but also on an all-time play, like it's kind of, I don't know, it, does it does it make it feel better or worse or just just take me through the whole thing? Uh, worse, because you know as soon as it happens that this is going to be the hi- highlight that they show in every March Madness video for the rest of eternity. <laughs> that is a good point, and <laughs> I, I still see that shot all the time. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, so I, I grew up uh, in seeing videos of Michael Jordan and, and Carolina gear and then Vince Carter was my favorite athlete of all time uh, in any sport. Vince Carter's my, my favorite. And uh, so seeing him wear the North Carolina blue. And so this was one of my favorite teams this year because they had, or that year, they had, you know, Joel Berry, Marcus Page, and Bryce Johnson, Justin Jackson. And, you know, Justin Jackson was uh, in his sophomore year that year. But the, the lost play, you know, Carolina was up by five at that halftime. And I'm like, I was feeling pretty confident about it, even though, you know, Villanova they had you know they had good they had a good team a deep team but then the end of that game happens and Carolina's down by three and Carolina has the ball and I actually tweeted this out um you know, a while ago and this shot by Marcus Page and 
Marcus Page has one of the most incredible all-time shots. This double clutch three-pointer in the air that he hits this three to tie it up at 77. And this would have been one of the all-time highlights shots that like, we would shot. have been talking about forever. And until, so there's four seconds left. Villanova has to go like the full length of the floor. And you're like, no way. There's no way Chris Jenkins hits the shot. And I just remember falling down to the floor and just like with my hands, like over my face, I, I didn't know what to do. And of course, if you're in that spot with any of your teams, your immediate reaction is like, why my team? Why does this have to happen to my team? And uh, that's what happened. And it was heartbreaking. And that was the beginning. I, I still remember where I was, actually, for that shot. Uh, I was at one of my friend's apartments, and my friends do not really care for any type of sports, um, those friends in particular whose place I was hanging out at. But this game was very close. I opened Twitter on my phone, and everyone was going nuts. So I was like, all right, we got to watch the last few minutes of this game. And I'm very happy that we did because it was, it was super memorable. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, that game has kind of become the source of a little bit of trash talking between Jalen and Justin uh, a, a few weekends ago uh, I believe it was CBS it might have been ESPN but one of those networks was replaying classic March Madness games and that was one of them and I remember Jalen put a little thing on Instagram just watching the game take it like a video a screenshot of it and just like hey Justin like the game's on you, you gonna tune in you gonna tune in check it out rubbing it in of course and having a good time with it but uh, that was Jalen Brunson's freshman year of college he was a starter on the team he hadn't quite emerged as kind of like the the guy that we would know later on in his career as a junior but that was Villanova's first of two championships during Brunson's college career and so the 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 topic of this episode is not only talking about that moment in that game but uh how their careers wound up after the time that they met in the championship game and then until of course they became uh, Mavericks teammates just a few years later so it's crazy to think that all of this stuff happened in like a three-year stretch Villanova hits the shot of the century to win a title and then the next year we'll just go right to 2017 man the 2016-17 North Carolina Tar Heels you're coming off a hugely disappointing loss I mean you're not upset that you lost to Villanova because Villanova was a very good team but the fashion in which you lost of course with a stacked lineup I mean North Carolina is always very talented but the 2016 and especially the 2017 teams were really, really loaded. And so there was like kind of an element of pressure, right, on them to win. I mean, you could take us back to that moment in time, but some of those key contributors from the 2016 team were leaving. So there was an opportunity for Justin, especially, to take a step forward as kind of a scorer. And he responded well, and the team responded well, and ultimately their season, uh, one year after ending in complete and utter heartbreak, ended in the most triumphant way imaginable winning the national championship and just capping off kind of the storybook uh, response to such a devastation. So, you know, going from the low of 2016, what was it like to watch Justin especially, but of course the rest of that team as well, climb to uh, scale the mountain again, climb to the highest heights just one year later. Yeah. You kind of, you see this uh, in sports and just even the NBA and you briefly, you know, you've heard Dirk talked about this in the past of how much that 2006 finals loss impacted, you know, the 2011 run and just, 
you know, losing and feeling that heartbreak and then, you know, having that in the back of your mind as you're climbing the mountain again in 2011. And for Justin and them, it was the very next year. So it was a quick climb back up the mountain, but it was a really inspired team. And like you said, Justin took a leap that next year to, you know, at that point, then he was the best player. He was the leading scorer on the team that year. I think he averaged 18 points a game that year. Uh, you know, he, he was the ACC player of the year that next year, 2016, 17, um, you know, Justin came in first as team a, all American too. first team all American. Yes. And, you know, I know when, when we look at both of these players and, you know, we'll talk about Jalen because his college accomplishments are just incredible, but even Justin's like college career was crazy too, because he was a three-year starter at North Carolina. And those three years consisted of a sweet 16 appearance and two final, you know, championship appearances, and obviously the loss one year, but then he wins it the next year. There's players that just hope to make it to the tournament, you know, let alone like the Sweet 16. He made it to the title game twice, and the other time was a Sweet 16 loss. So he had a, an incredible season that junior year, his last year at North Carolina, and even in that title game, he put up 16 points in that title game to where the one back, you know, the year before in 2016. Really, him or Brunson didn't really have the best of games. Uh, you know, Brunson only had four points in that title game. Justin Jackson only had nine points in that 2016 title game. So it was a different, whole different type of role for Justin that very next year as kind of their go-to leading scorer. And I mean, honestly, he helped lead them to a national championship. Yeah, well, that 2017 national championship game. So Carolina's run to the the championship game was. A lot of close games, a lot of like two point, one point wins uh, on route to it. So I mean, it was not easy, but they arrive uh, to the to the national championship game to face off against Gonzaga, who at the time I think it only lost once, right? Yeah, they were like they were pretty close to perfect, and that and that team was really really good. Zach Collins came off the bench for them as a freshman, but they had Nigel Williams, Goss. Um, they had <laughs> they had uh, Shimmick Karnowski, uh, the the big guy, the big man. Um, yes. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, you have you have Carolina who is back uh, in the championship game, but I remember in the first half Gonzaga I think was even winning that game for a while. Justin and Joel Berry, who were the two best players for Carolina or had two best scorers at least, they got off to like really really bad starts. Like Carolina didn't really have a good first half, but uh, those two got things rolling a little bit in the second half, and they were able to to make the comeback and win seventy one sixty five. That was a game that I think came down to like the last the last couple minutes, right? I mean, it was, it was kind of close all the way down to the very end. Yeah, it was a close game. And, you know, Justin did uh, almost all of his scoring uh, inside the art because I remember he went 0 for 9 from 3 in that game. Yeah. And I just remember watching that game. I'm like, Justin, hit a shot. And uh, <laughs> I was uh, – I just wanted him to hit a 3 so bad. And they didn't really shoot uh, very well as a team from from 3. But uh, that's when, you know, watching him in college, that's when I, 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 I saw firsthand that, man, this dude's really good at shooting floaters. And yeah. just, and then when he came to Dallas, it's like, you don't see a lot of, you know, guys his size that just has that type of touch, uh, around the rim with the, his floater game. And, and he had it and he was hit, he hit some tough ones in that championship game. So yeah, that, that title right there, definitely a, a great memory, but even going back to that 2016 and talking to both of these guys and Jalen and just Justin, when Dallas traded for Justin in that Harrison Barnes trade at, at the deadline, you know, Justin comes in for me, that was my first reaction of 
oh man, Justin and Jalen's going to be in the same locker and, you know, same locker room. And, you know, they had the, the, the mixed emotions there. So one of the very first things that I asked about, uh, asked Jalen about was, Hey, you're going to kid him about it. He said, Oh, for sure. Like <laughs> I'm going to joke about this all the time. Uh, so it's, it's cool seeing them still taking jabs at each other or not really each other seeing Jalen take his jabs at Justin, you know, even a few weeks ago. Yeah, Justin doesn't really have uh, much to return fire with. Although no. he does have a championship. He sure. Does, I mean, and that it wasn't against Jalen. One of Jalen's was against Justin, but uh, he did redeem himself. And I, I was very happy, even though I, I wanted. Again, don't don't hate me. I kind of wanted Gonzaga to win that championship game, just because it's like it, it's kind of an ultimate underdog. Even though Gonzaga had a great team, you know, it, it would have been an upset, I guess, but it wouldn't have been like. Hoosiers or anything um but you know a little small school beating it beating a mighty blue blood that, w- that would have been pretty awesome but I'm happy that Carolina was able to you know make up for the heartbreak from a year before because that's just like that's just devastating you know to lose a game with the buzzer so uh kudos to them for rallying and pulling it off and and uh, for Justin to to leave college on top but then to Villanova man the 2017-18 Villanova Wildcats I believe their 2017 season might have ended like in the second round of the tournament. Like they, they took an early loss uh, as, as a very highly seeded team or like a, I guess a low seeded. They were, they were like a one or a two seed. Like, right? yeah, whatever, they, they lost in the second round. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a major upset. And so they're coming off their own version of uh, devastation and heartbreak because you don't want to defend your championship by taking an early exit. Right. So they come back on a mission. You got Jalen Brunson, uh, Mikhail Bridges, two, both of those guys were on the, uh, the championship team in 2016. You got newcomers like Dante DiVincenzo who would go on to play pro. Um, they had another, they had a couple other guys on the team that went, that went pro too. Yeah. Eric, Eric Pascal, uh, on the yeah, Warriors Eric Paschal, right now, of course. Uh, Amari, Amari Spellman, Spellman. I think he's on uh, another first now. round pick. Uh, Phil Booth was on, uh, that team as well as the 2016 team. So that was another holdover, but yeah, I mean that that Villanova team was just loaded with pro talent and played a pro offense. I mean, yeah. going back and after the Mavs got Brunson uh, in the draft, I went back and watched like pretty much all their games because what else do I have to do? And uh, I was like, wow, this is this is insane basketball. I mean, they were so dominant, dude. That tournament run, beginning with their first round game against Radford, they won by twenty six. They beat uh, Avery Johnson's Alabama team featuring Colin Sexton by 23 they beat West Virginia by 12 they beat Texas Tech by 12 they beat Kansas by 16 and then they beat Michigan by 17 in a game that really was not that close um aren't you a Michigan fan? it was I am yeah I am that, that was tough uh they they did my guy Mo Wagner dirty in the, in the championship game by, by beating his team so bad but um yeah it was a uh it, it was a a dominant an utterly dominant run that they went on and a lot of it was fueled by Brunson I mean of course like Mikhail Bridges really good players Spellman um and uh you know Pascal and and DiVincenzo is turning into a really nice pro too but Brunson was kind of the linchpin of it all he was 19 points four and a half assists a game uh shot 50 from the field 40 from three 80 from the free throw line he was a just a maestro on the floor but that that Villanova team I'm going to defer to you a little bit because again I don't really know too much about college basketball but from what i saw that was like a kind of almost an all-time team right 
It, yeah, it it really was. I mean, it was a fun team to watch. It wasn't a team that, you know, even me, there's certain teams like uh, that I'm like, oh, I don't really like that team. It was a fun time to sit down and watch that Villanova team. And just seeing uh, Jalen Brunson's kind of step from 2016 to that team and seeing the different roles that he played and seeing, you know, I remember reading stuff back then and seeing uh, Jay Wright, head coach of Villanova and Brunson, just them talking about how, when he came in as a, you know, as a top recruit, really, he was looking at going to temple and a few other places and he lands at Villanova and he came in and at first he, he was trying to score the ball a lot. He was used to it. That's kind of what you see with the, you know, a, a highly touted recruit that is a point guard. They're used to having a ball in their hands all the time. And, um, he 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 comes into Villanova and Ryan there had been a, he was a three year starter for pretty much as a point guard so Brunson had to adjust to being a role player and playing a little bit off the ball and coming off the bench and seeing the difference in his roles of he was a role player in that first year that they won the title they beat Carolina and Justin all that stuff and, and like you said like even at the end of the game he wasn't even in the game he was on the bench you know when they had Phil Booth some of those guys and the difference between that moment. To three years later, where he was at, then he was like literally the best player on that team for Villanova, the leading scorer for that Villanova team. And so he was the guy leading the show at that point. So seeing his growth and really the change of his roles, like that, it, it kind of gave you a glimpse of, man, look at the versatility and really kind of how he learns as a player and the different roles he could play of what he could do at the next level. And I, I thought, I always thought that that was really, really impressive and really cool to see kind of how he progressed as a college player. Yeah, his freshman year, he's out there, like you said, with Ryan Archidiacono, who is now a uh, pro-level point guard, of course, with the Bulls, and also with Josh Hart, who in college spent a little more time on the ball than uh, than he does in the pros. Now he's more of like kind of a spot-up uh, guard with the Pelicans, but um, I mean, that's a lot of talent to share the backcourt with in college those two were really really good college players and now Jalen did start all but one game as a freshman but like you said man he was playing like not necessarily starter minutes I mean playing about half the game um on many nights and you know being being third fourth fifth even among the starters and shot attempts and so as a guard in college who barely gets the ball and doesn't get many shots to then become a first team all-american like player of the year kind of caliber guy uh, just two years later is, is really kind of a testament to his development. But then also, like you said, too, I think that's part of what maybe made the Mavs um, think that, yeah, maybe this could work with Luka. Mm. You know, he's he's proven that he can, like, he can score when he needs to, but he can also play off the ball and he's not going to, like, whine about it, you know. And so uh, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good quality to have, I think, just being able to play on the ball, off the ball. Uh, even if it's coming off the bench in the pros, which he had never done before really in his life, uh, he's still used to being like one of the guys and not the guy. And uh, that's that's a quality I think that's carried over for him very well into the NBA. And, it, you know, looking back at his college career, it's crazy, but it's crazy only because, you know, when you think about greatest, uh, I think it maybe been ESPN the other day that did their whole for a while. It was like breaking down the, best college basketball players of all time. And I think they were going more from like a talent perspective and Jordan and Kareem and some of these guys. But honestly, when you look at accomplishments as a college basketball player, you can literally say Jalen Brunson's one of the most accomplished college basketball players of all time. 
of what he pulled off in in NCAA. Like you said, he started 115 out of 116 games of his college career. He has a hundred a hundred and three to thirteen record overall record. Oh my god. Thirteen and one in the NCAA tournament. Because he went to the NCAA tournament three years and he only had one loss and he won two titles and that one loss in the second round, which wow. is crazy. Uh, a 51% career shooting percentage and uh, six national player of the year trophies. Uh, Cause there's a bunch of different ones to that. But he also had the, like the main ones of that. He won the wooden award, the Naismith award winner in 2018, which is <laughs> crazy to think about, but he literally, and he, you know, they now say, I guess it was last year that he won the all decade college basketball player. Of, yeah. Sports you know, Illustrated named him too. Yeah. The, the, the all decade team as the point guard, essentially as a, as a guard. And Which and that's really been insane. <laughs> like his and his accomplishments really has followed him through his whole career because you can even go back. He was Mr. Basketball in the state of Illinois in 2015. He won a high school state championship in 2015. And then he won like amateur gold medals for you know, for USA basketball in 2014 and 15. This dude has won literally at every level. He probably has like little league championship trophies on his case too. So I mean, I'm ready for him to keep that going in the NBA for the, another title. So yeah, man, it's it's incredible that, you know, that that kind of guy is like totally OK with just being a guy in the pros. And also, I think it's even more unbelievable that somebody with that kind of resume would not be drafted in the first round. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, you don't got to be the lottery pick, of course. You're like a 21 year old point guard, three years in the in the in the college. You know, maybe you're not the quickest guy ever, but like. Not in the first round. I, I thought we were better than this NBA. I mean, come and, on. I mean, we remember after they drafted him, and I was just looking at past videos the other day, and I'm just looking at old videos on my phone, and it was that press conference of Luca walking in with his mom, and here comes Jalen Brunson behind them in his suit and stuff. And, you know, for a lot of people and fans, you know, probably too, it's like all oh, the Luka Doncic press conference, the first time we get to meet him. But Jalen Brunson was a part of that too. And to see, you know, and hearing the front office and hearing Donnie Nelson and Michael Finley, these guys hype Brunson up and we're like, hey, we were stunned. We were shocked. And so at, at first you're kind of trying to figure out like, okay, is this just what they're saying? Because, you know, they're saying this because it's their guys who they drafted. You know, of course that's their guy. Of course they think it's a steal. But it didn't take very long to notice they wasn't just saying it. They, they truly meant that because you saw what Brunson could do on the basketball court off the ball, on the ball, spot starting, coming off the bench, whatever you said, whatever you wanted from him, he was producing that. And it, it wasn't very long into his rookie season that you're like, all right, this this was kind of a steal. This wasn't just a, a hype second-round pick. Yeah, like 15, 20 games in, you're like, he might be better than Dennis, maybe. Are we? Oh, Bobby, is, you're is, saying is this on this podcast. Is it too early? to? I mean, he, dude, he proved himself right away, man. And – and Jalen's minutes were very limited as a rookie for the first half of the year because you were. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they were pretty all in on Dennis, as they should have been, because that guy's got worlds of talent. But his second half of the season alone was almost enough to get him on the all-rookie team last year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't miss by much. I think he was, what, like 10 guys make it, and he was like 11th or 12th in the voting. I mean, he was he was really close. So um, That was a yeah. legitimate discussion too, and he had a legitimate case to where like he was in that that conversation of should he make second team, you know, rookie, and and that's one just, of the best rookie classes ever. 
I mean, like the yeah. top five of that draft were incredible as rookies. And we'll see how it progresses, obviously. But, I mean, it's a loaded class to be competing with as the 33rd pick. Yeah, and just seeing what he means to this team now coming off the bench. And uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe uh, talk the other day and a uh, well-respected national guy who I, I really like. And and he was talking about Dallas and their injuries. And the very first thing he said, he's like, yeah, it was a big blow for them losing Jalen Brunson off the bench. How many, how many, how many second-round picks – can you say for a playoff team that somebody from a national stage will say, "Hey, it's a big blow for them losing that you know that guy in their second year," and that just shows you the attention that not not only did he get locally from guys like us, but from a national stage too. People were noticing what Jalen Brunson was doing. Yep, yep, it's good stuff, man. He's he's become a, I think a better player than maybe even the most optimistic people, myself included, could have imagined this quickly into his career, but. Uh, to wrap things up, man, that 2016 championship game was one for the ages, but both of those guys ended up having continued success even beyond then. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off their resumes to you before we get out of here. So Justin Jackson he won the 2017 NCAA championship. He was an NCAA All-Tournament team member, NCAA All-Region member. He was a high school parade All-American. He was a consensus first-team All-American. Uh, in, in, in college, he was the 2017 ACC Player of the Year also all-conference. He was all-ACC tournament team, uh, and he was on the ACC all-freshman team. Uh, Jalen Brunson, two-time national champion, NCAA all-tournament team, NCAA all-region team, again, high school all-American, 2018 AP Player of the Year, consensus first-team all-American, the Wooden Award winner, the Naismith Award winner, 2018 Big East Player of the Year, two-time all-Big East, two-time all-Big East tournament and, of course, Big East all-freshman team appearance. I mean, these are two of the most decorated college players of the last five or so years. And they they met, maybe even beyond that, really, because so many of these guys now are one-and-dones. I mean, these are like these are some of the best resumes of, I don't know, the last decade, the last 15 years, 20 years. How far back can we take this? It really is, because it's like what you said, yeah. I mean, not many players stay that long in college, and not only that long in college, but it's normally these teams that win titles that you know you, they're followed up by losing all of their you know quote star players, and seeing somebody like Brunson win two titles and be a key part of both of those teams. And I go back to where I asked him last year. I asked him which one of those titles meant the most, and this direct quote from me. He said, "2018 for sure. That 2018 team would have killed the 2016 team." <laughs> he says, "2016 was memorable. I was more of a role player. I was being led by a group of seniors that really knew what they were doing and helped me out a lot." But he said, "The fact that I got to lead a team to a national championship was more special to me." And the you see that transition from that role player to actually leading the team. And he takes a step further. He's like, Hey, they were more talented and they would beat the, you know, beat the other team. But, um, literally Jalen Brunson and Justin Jackson, you know, not as accomplished as Brunson, but you could say Jalen Brunson's one of the, one of the best, more, most accomplished college basketball players of all time. Yeah. And even if we haven't heard Justin say this, maybe he has said it. I'm sure he would, uh, maybe talk about this if you or I asked him or somebody else did or whatever, but, I bet you that the the 2017 championship is more meaningful to him, not only because, like Jalen, he got better and he became the leader of the team, but it's probably more meaningful to him than winning in 2016 would have been because he lost in 2016. And, you know, so even even though Jalen isn't coming off directly off a heartbreak the way that Justin was, both of them kind of had to step their own games up to get back yeah. to where they were before. And uh, Jalen was able to match 
his previous achievement, and Justin was able to top it. And so both of those uh, kind of career arcs through college are, are very special and very unique. And I, I just think it's really cool that those two guys ended up uh, on the same team just three years after that historic moment. I, I think that's really cool, and that's just one of the – you know, neither of those guys are going to be Hall of Famers probably, but it's it's just something that's just really interesting. It's one of those things that can – it seems like it only happens in the NBA, you know, yeah. uh, where, where things like that happen. And uh, they both seem to be pretty good sports about it too, and they have some fun with it, which uh, which makes it all the better. Um, Isaac, thank you for doing this, man. Is there anything uh, – any, any, any final Carolina takes you want to fire off before we get out of here? I'll say a final Brunson Jackson take. I think it's really cool to see them uh, still have a lot of loyalty to their past schools too. And you don't you know, always see a lot of players come out of college and still hold a lot of passion and loyalty to the program that they came from. Uh, they, they might some, but they don't like voice it a lot. And Justin, Jalen, and Justin, both of them take a lot of pride from coming from North Carolina and Villanova. They still keep up with their teams a lot. They visit, you know, campus and stuff. And it's just, it's, I find that really cool seeing players in the NBA still hold a lot of passion and, and pride for the schools and stuff, and they still keep up with it. So, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I think that's really cool, and they're great guys. Both of them are. Yeah, they really are, man. We're lucky around here to be uh, to be rooting for some uh, some good dudes. But that is today's episode of Mavs Splained. Uh, who are some of your favorite college players? Maybe it's one of those two guys. Who's some of the best teams that you've seen? Who are your favorite teams? What What schools do you root for, particularly ones in Michigan? Uh, maybe even ones in North Carolina. Let us know. He's Isaac L. Harris on Twitter. I am Bobby Corella. Uh, you can find more of Isaac's work on Mavs.com. You can listen to Locked on Mavs. And uh, as always, please like, subscribe, rate, review, download. Do all of the things that you can do on a podcast and on a tweet and on a Facebook post and on an IG post even uh, where you'll find this great podcast. Uh, for Isaac, I am Bobby, and we will see you back soon on Mavs Plane.